everyone, I'm Thea Sanders, CEO and founder of the Naya Beauty App. Welcome to Naya Unfiltered, where I bring topics for your consideration that are impactful, insightful, and informative. I hope that you find these episodes interesting or at least entertaining. Enjoy our show. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, Today we are having a talk with Celeste, our Naya Beauty beauty director. Now, she has been a veteran in the makeup world for a long time. She hates to talk about how many years, but we're going to get all the dirt. We're going to talk about how she got started in the business, why she joined Naya, her makeup regrets, and all of behind-the-scenes secrets. So, enjoy. Thank you for joining us at Naya Unfiltered. This is our new season. I'm here, joined with my co-host, Celeste Duquesne, partner in crime, co-founder, beauty director. Hi, Celeste. Hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> hi, honey. You have to, this is the first time you're in front of a microphone. I know. It's really exciting. I love it. I love this big, chunky microphone. It's kind of nice not being filmed and we can just have a conversation, I know. I was right? doing my makeup and everything. I'm like, wait, I'm not being filmed. I know. So, but, but I still need know, a little yeah, makeup to you're feel right. good. Like you were saying, like having some behind-the-scenes shots, you always got to be ready. Always. You never know who's looking. Okay, so this is our new season of Naya Unfiltered, and um, usually I've been doing the podcast with other guests, but we do not have a guest today. It's just going to be the two of us. It's just going to be the two of us. So if you guys want, you know, some sleepy time, you know, before you want to go to bed, just just listen to us. Oh, I don't know if that's going to make you go to sleep. (laughs) No, it's going to be exciting. No. So we're relaunching, and um, I wanted our audience to kind of get to know us a little bit. You know, I mean, you've been kind of behind the scenes. You've stopped. You've stepped in front of the camera. Well, yeah, in front of the camera. As of late, doing some TikToks for us, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> giving some really good tips. I was so. really hoping that I was going to stay behind the scenes on this. Oh, but no. Now they're throwing me in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I want everyone to kind of know who you are and what your story is. Oh, well, my name is Celeste Duquesne. No, I'm just kidding. I <laughs> Well, I've been in the industry for, for a long, long time uh, as, a, as a makeup artist, Uh so we're called seasoned makeup artists. Uh, Why? Veteran, veteran seasoned, <laughs> been around Lullaby for a long time. But my career really, really started uh, when I was an actress. I started working as an actress since I was 12 years old. And um, this is where my passion of makeup came from because mm-hmm. I was really interested in creating characters. Um, it was that never. That was your introduction to beauty, right? It was actually. Well, wow. my mother introduced me to beauty because my mother was in the hair industry. She owned hair salons. She used to work with Paul Mitchell. So I was always in the beauty world, Mm -hmm. but I was not interested in hair. I just loved faces because I loved the way your face would react uh, and the emotionality and the character development. And everything was based on people and characters. And so I was kind of this mental traveler, and I used to basically recreate these characters. Oh, wow. place myself in Paris oh. or place myself in Africa. And I would do my whole face. I would sit in the bathroom, mm-hmm. do my whole makeup, and act out a scene. Oh, my goodness. And I was How 10 years you? old. Oh, 10. Wow. Eight, and I would do drama. I was doing drama. I would be crying. So was your mom? did your mom teach you how to do makeup? Or this no. Was all self-taught? It was all self-taught completely. Wow. And this is how I learned how to mix color. And I started to do a lot of stage. Stage acting, you're all trained to do makeup. Because okay. you have to do your own makeup when you do theater. Mm-hmm. And so I learned a lot. But I started to, like, look at the books. And I said, geez, this looks fake. 
this doesn't look good. I want to do something where I really, I had to play a Holocaust survivor okay. when I was 14. And I, this is when I really started playing with color. And I started to mix color. I wanted to look very, you know, like I haven't eaten for weeks. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it, they were telling me to put these brown lines like we're doing with contour today, which is so funny. But, and just to look hollow. But it looked so fake. So I wanted people to say, are you okay? Wow. <laughs> you, you want you to be look... more realistic. Exactly. So that's how I started. I started just mixing color and playing with it. And I was super fascinated. So you that. were good, you know, placing makeup on yourself. You know how they talk about makeup enthusiasts. Like even though you can put makeup on yourself and you look great, it might not translate onto other people's faces, right? Being able to do someone else. So when did you first start doing other people? Actually in theater. Because I was, I was the star of the show, and mm -hmm. I was a makeup artist. Because I started doing everybody else's face. I said, no, 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 do it this way. Do it that way. Do it this way. And then I started doing men. I started doing prosthetics. Mm -hmm. I started doing um, special effects. All kinds of makeup. And we do so much period pieces, so you do all kinds of looks. So is theater makeup different from, like, just retail makeup that oh, yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. consumer would yeah, yeah. buy? You have to think about it. When you're on stage and you have an audience, your makeup has to be seen. You mm -hmm. can't see the faces as well. So your makeup is far heavier. It's like when you see a ballerina in person and they just finished a show, they've got lashes coming out of a Yahoo and really strong red lips. And when you see a, sh a show, ballet, what do you see? Their eyes and their right. lips. And, um, and that's really what you're supposed to see. So you have to see their facial expressions in some way. So you need the, the makeup to be stronger. So you were able to work with like makeup that a consumer would buy, right? Mm -hmm. And then makeup that's like for theater. Well, I just, this is just where I started to learn how to play color. It wasn't necessarily, I just realized that I loved makeup. Mm -hmm. And since I was young, I knew that I was going to do both. Always knew what I was going to do. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then how, how did you turn it into a profession? If you were an actress and then all of a sudden you became Because I refused to be a artist. waiter. Okay. <laughs> That's what it is when a person's an, an actor. Yeah, you're a waiter. Yeah, you're a waiter. <laughs> I was, uh, and my mom is like, you're not going to be a waitress, you know, or whatever she, and so I studied acting, and on the side, I was, I was working uh, as a makeup artist. I used to teach acting um, and get makeup artists, I'm sorry, models ready mm -hmm. for elite and all of that, and uh, so within that, I started to teach how to do their makeup and to do uh, auditioning and and I was doing this when I was 20, while I was acting, while I was working. Um, so uh, I just... Do you remember your first gig? As what? As a makeup artist? As a professional makeup artist or my first time learning? Oh, there's something. So, okay. I would say I had, when I was living in San Diego, I was about 16. And it's interesting because, you know, now everyone is, uh, you know, you have a lot of transgender and you have... So I had a really good friend who was secretly doing drag. Okay. And he needed help, and he, he needed help with his makeup. Was and he working at Lips? Was Lips around during that time? No, it was, um, was it Lips in San Diego? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think it was, actually. I can't remember where. Okay. I had very strict parents, so I could never go anywhere. So okay. anytime I went anywhere, they had to be with me. Because I was doing theater at night at times, and I wasn't allowed to go out to the cafes afterwards. But I went to his house. And we, he wanted to recreate a look of, uh, of his version of Marilyn Monroe, but not Ooh, fully. He okay. wanted because he wanted his hair to be curly, and he wanted to use some color. 
So we, um, so I says, okay, let's play, let's play. This is really where I started to experiment with makeup. And you were 16. I was 16. Okay. Yeah. And I, he looked gorgeous. And I said, let's not make your eyeshadow look blocky. Let's make it blended. And this is where, it was the 80s, by the way, and everything was about color. Mm -hmm. But I hated the way color looked blocky at the Mm -hmm. time. So I wanted to do the opposite. I wanted everything to look blended. And blended wasn't a term used so much in that time. And um, that's how I really started. It was my first gig, even though he didn't pay me. Right. But it was, he had to go on stage. Yeah. So, and look amazing and feel fabulous and do this show. So I was responsible. I remember we had a conversation and when you talked about like, okay, when you really started embracing makeup, right? And being a makeup artist. And I thought of like, that's Hollywood fake it till you make it. Right? When you were like, who was your friend? You're like, I can do this. And it was like, okay, yes, I'm a makeup artist. Tell us that story. For free. And I wasn't really working anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I remember when we were in LA, my girlfriend and I, Michelle, who actually is doing a lot of podcasts, her name is Michelle Botterini. Her name used to be Michelle Waterbury. And she's, uh, we've been in the industry for 25 years together from the very beginning. She was also an actress. Mm -hmm. And he said, we're moving to LA. She's like, all right. She was working at NYPD Blue. She had a couple gigs here. I had a couple gigs there. And we're like, we need to be makeup artists and make like really good money as makeup artists. How are we going to do it? I don't know. Just say that you worked at ABC. Because she did, but as a journalist. But she was good at makeup. Okay. And I was too. And, and, I, and I said, well, I'm going to say that I did this. So I, I never advise anyone to fake a resume. Sure. Because, you know. Yeah. Unless you're great. Right. And if you are really good, you could fluff. But let me tell you something. If you fluff mm-hmm. and you go do a job and you do not know what you're doing, that's the last time you'll ever work. You'll be blackballed. Completely. So this is before everyone, before social media, yeah. right? Before the internet. So they can't really check to see like... But what? social media doesn't tell you anything, honey. Yeah. Well, it's still it's still fake smoke and mirrors, oh, right? Oh, 100%. It really comes down to like if you're there and you can perform. 100%. So what was that gig that you you faked it till you made it? Well, I remember, I don't want to say the brand. Okay, don't say the brand. Uh, but it was a very up-and-coming brand at the time. Uh, I met this makeup artist who got on television. So she's like, I, do you want me to recommend you? She's like, what's your background? Oh, I've worked on set. And she says, okay, I'm going to give you this summer. And, uh, and you got to call him. And he is the account executive for this brand. He's really snotty. So just tell them that I referred you. They always call at this particular time on a Monday. I'm like, okay. So I call, and he's like, who is this? And I'm like, hi, it's so-and-so. And uh, Katie told me to call you. Katie who? Katie, your makeup artist from, you know. And he's like, oh, well, just send me your resume. I'm like, no, 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 no. I said, this is a favor to you. Mm. Do you need a makeup artist or not? Because if not, it's okay. I just need to know. Oh. Katie who? I said, Katie so-and-so. He's like, all right, why don't you work this weekend? And then I started to, I visited a few accounts, and then I became their number one artist in six months, and I started doing all their fashion shows. I brought in Michelle. She hustled in, too. She's like, she's fabulous. We did a lot of work together. And I hustled her in, and then we became their number one uh, team. So you felt confident enough. You knew your skill. I knew that I was, I was, I was skilled enough to do it. I knew I was really good with people. That comes from my mom mm-hmm. because my mother owned hair salons. So she taught me how 
to deal with customer service since I was eight years old. So I, I was in that world all the time. So that did help. And I'm an actress. Right. So, so have you seen people in the industry where they fake it till they make it and they fake it and they go and they can't deliver? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Still to this day in every industry. <laughs> so that's interesting. I want to ask. Don't you? Yes, I see I mean, it all you're the an time. entrepreneur. I'm sure I see you're. It all the time. Oh, that's, I can do that. that. Listen, that's a startup. Oh, okay. Gosh. It's nothing but fake it till you make it. It's yeah. a startup, first of all. But I want to ask for those who go into the makeup industry and being a makeup artist, especially on set um, or for the theater. Are they professionally trained? Are they self-taught? Uh, both. It's really both. Is, it, is there any, like, animosity yeah, you, between the two groups, like, if they're trained or self-taught? No, no. What, what we, where the animosity is coming in right now is the makeup artists who don't pay their dues or makeup artists who are, you know, doing a lot of Instagram and then they get hired for a job and then they don't know anything what it is to be on a set. Oh, set etiquette. Yeah, but not just set etiquette, but just know how to do makeup. Because really? you can make yourself look great. There was a lot. I mean, it's it's starting to go away. But there was a little moment where uh, these producers were hiring these famous um, self-taught makeup artists on mm -hmm. from Instagram or you know YouTube yeah. at the time. It was more YouTube, and um, and then they would hire them to do a commercial. Commercials are one of the hardest jobs. You would, for one like shot is a hundred takes. Really, and the consistency of your makeup. It's called continuity mm -hmm. in our world. It's got to be 100% on point. And you have to remember your memory. You have to have a list, a shot list, and every all the products you use. Make sure to keep that continuity. The lighting, if the lighting went down, the makeup has to match that point. These kids, they don't know that. I mean, yeah, I think they I read an article about like how they were hiring maybe some like commercials or, or film. They're hiring beauty influencers. Right, because, that's what I mean. Beauty yeah, influence. Because Sorry, doing, I don't know the term. They're doing their own makeup, and you know it looks flawless. But here's the problem: there's filters, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. there's angles, and they're doing their own and face. different types of lighting, right? And lighting, and they're doing their own face, which yeah. they are intimately aware and have a relationship. with. And right? mind you, remember, I started that way. I okay. did learn that. I you know I started doing my own face, but I mean, I did it for ten years on set. I was doing theater. I was Playing with lots of different faces, but so you've told me a lot of glamorous stories about being a makeup artist. You've flown to con, can con, <laughs> con, <laughs> um, you've done red carpet, uh -huh. you've done so many galas, music videos. yeah, music yeah, videos. But when you told me about can, tell us about can, and then that sounds so glamorous. But tell us about the nitty gritty. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the behind the scenes, the nitty gritty. The thing is, is that it's it's kind of a wild show. So you don't want to go there not working for one. So okay. it, some people want to. Oh, can I come? I want to go and just experience. You are just left in the shuffle because everyone is so busy. Mm -hmm. It's very very intense. It's really really fast paced. You're running through, and it's not pretty. You think that we're just like we're running through the paparazzi. Yeah. You are, but you still got to hustle with your makeup kit between a hundred hundreds of people to get through a crowd. Everyone is stuck in a small little hotel room. Mm -hmm. Celebrities included, by the way. Mm. It's not always at the Martinez, which, you know, the top, top ones. If it's a big blockbuster movie, okay. you're going to be staying at the Martinez. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a very fun show. If you're with a good team and you're really excited, 
your day normally mm-hmm. starts in the afternoon and you finish about four o'clock in the morning. Oof. So you are, but you're going to the parties with everyone. I was. But okay. the problem is, is I only have two minutes to get ready. And then I got to like have my little, little kit on the side because they will do a red carpet. Mm-hmm. Then we got to meet them back either the hotel room or we're going to meet them in front of a club mm-hmm. because they're going to go to the clubs. But that's part of the whole experience. I mean, that's like the glamour. Part, yeah. Right? And then you're there till like three in the morning. Yeah. And you. But are you still school. working? Yeah. You know, because. But you're partying. You're at the, but you're, you're at responsible party. to be in good shape the next day. Because I know some people who drank a little too much or had a little too much oh. fun. And they're sweating while they're doing the hair or makeup. You know, I've seen it. And I always, you've got to pace yourself. You can't, like, you want to have fun because you're there to have fun with mm-hmm. your team. Right. But you can't go too crazy because you're working. And what I found, what was amazing is to see these amazing professionals, you know, these actresses and singers that are coming to the shows. I have to give it to them. They're always on point. They know that they've got to get that shot, so they walk out the door. And I says, okay, we're ready. Boom, boom. They, L'Oreal wants this shot. So-and-so wants that shot. Let's make sure we get that shot. So everybody knows what's, what's coming. Mm-hmm. So. so as a makeup artist, a professional makeup artist, especially working with celebrities, you're, you are in intimate proximity to them, right? You know their yeah. flaws. You, you know you'll see behind the scenes. And so um, have you heard stories of some makeup artists who – will maybe divulge secrets or is that like the death of their career? It's not great. You know, I always find it fascinating when I hear of a makeup artist or or a hairdresser or whatever, they're bashing another actor to the person that they're doing. Mm. And generally, that person realizes that they're probably not going to hire them again because that person knows that they're probably talking about them too. So they're gossiping, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of gossiping going on. I, I don't like to gossip per se, because I don't think it's great. You know, I, everyone is going, you don't know what that right. person is going through. I guess that now, could be like any life lesson, right? Yeah. You don't know who you're talking to. And, you know, we're all there to work now. I mean, I know mm-hmm. I've seen some drama queens behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and I would always tell them, I said, hey, you're hired for this job, honey. Yeah. Okay, calm down. Okay. Yeah. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, you don't need to be abused. And I know I have a few friends who walked out on a big celebrity because of being abused. And I said, bravo on you. Mm. He thought his career was going to be over. Mm-hmm. And and I'm talking about huge celebrity, but I can't mm-hmm. say. Right. So, okay, you mentioned something, hairdressers. Yeah. So for a working artist that does like, you know, bridal work or, you know, not – on set or to celebrities, they have to do hair and makeup, right? Sometimes. I I would sometimes have to do hair and makeup, but I don't, I won't call myself a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. And some hairdressers will have to do makeup and they don't necessarily. Now, there are some who are really good at both. Um, like, give us an example. Who's good at both? Uh, because I know. No I'll, one that I'll you would of, really know. It's I'll more think behind of, like, the scenes. either makeup artists <laughs> yeah. or hairdressers, right? They're normally, I mean, on the celebrity side, they're normally separated. Uh, they don't really mix the two. You don't hear very many who mix the two. Kevin Aquan was excellent at everything, actually. He was really good at hair, mm-hmm. but he was also a great photographer. He did everything. Um, and I, it's not that I necessarily wasn't great at hair. I mean, my mother was, is an amazing hairstylist, and I can style, but I didn't love it. It wasn't my passion. I was really big on the face. Now, as, you know, you... You have a reputation 
you know. And could you request your your favorite hairdresser, or did they choose? Their, this is the hairdresser you're. It's both. The um, if they ask me, who would you like on your team to come with you? And Who's I, your favorite hairdresser? Ooh, who you like to work I, my, with? I, my closest, uh, and I love them so much, is Ricardo Rojas okay. and George Serrano. I've been working with them for many, many years. Can you tell us who their clients? So is? Ricardo, God, he's. I mean, we've worked on. He's. Even Longoria, we worked together with. Uh, he's uh, he's done everybody. We did Calvin Klein with Natalia Vodinova. He what with his um, excitement. He how he started was he was the Donatella Versace's hairdresser for seven years. Wow! So during the the wild era of her early career in when she really took over, mm-hmm. and he traveled with her. And so I heard a lot of crazy stories. There's a lot of crazy stories in that world. Do you, is the makeup artistry world a small world? Well, yeah, we're small. I mean, we're, it's it's gotten bigger because of social media, but in in our little pocket of world, mm-hmm. it's pretty small. Like my friend George, you know, he's become very very successful in his career. He's uh, he does Kris Jenner's hair and some of the Kardashians at times, and I, he's he started his own salon. But the ones we we tend to all know each other a bit. Makeup artists, we don't really jam that much together unless you have your pocket of friends because mm-hmm. there's times you can't do a job. Okay. So, um, for example, I'm, uh, I did Ava Longoria a couple times, and she's not my client. She's Elan's client, and uh, Elan has been doing her makeup for 20 years. Okay. Yeah, and they're loyal to each other. But sometimes Elan's not available, or she's got a gig, or she's flying. And I was in Cannes, and she says, could you do... And I said, okay, she trusts my work because we know each other, we know each other's style, and we know that we're, we have each other's backs. Right. Because and you won't that, steal. Exactly. You won't steal stealing each other's clients. Are there any important. makeup artists who excite you right now, like the up-and-coming or yeah, the new ones? Yeah, really. I've been seeing some really amazing talent. I mean, I, I'm not big on social media, and I should be probably working more, but I'm really someone who tends to be behind the scenes. But I love Mary Phillips. I think what she's doing is fantastic. Um, I I still I love Lisa Eldridge, even even though she's huge. But I just think what she does is a class act. Uh, she's so talented and mm-hmm. so giving on how to teach. So which is what we're doing in in the spectrum of going into your home. And I think mm-hmm. it's been really great. So you know. Um- we just did a podcast and you were like, hey, let's talk about future. Let's, you know, with, with um, the person who we were interviewing. And I want to talk about future with you. So with makeup artists, we've seen them create their own lines, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Is that the next progression? Because it's no longer like, you know, maybe they have a select few clients. But then is that the next progression? Is makeup that, creating yeah, creating their own it's lines? It's happened, actually. It's, um, I mean, that's. It's already happened, and it's kind of coming back again because it went away a little bit. Uh, at first, it was always big brand names, right? L'Oreal creating Lancome and this, and then you have Chanel, and you have all these big brand names. Then um, MAC Cosmetics was coming, stemming from makeup artist brand. Bobby Brown Cosmetics. Stila Cosmetics was developed by Jeannie LaBelle, another talented makeup artist who I was fortunate to work with. Um, these were makeup artist brands coming from a makeup artist perspective to the consumer. Mm-hmm. Now, some makeup brands were not easy to make because they were too um, too makeup artisty for the consumer to understand, and that's where I think today is. I believe that everything stems between skincare, health, and beauty, but color is extremely 
extremely important and I'm very excited that it's finally here mm -hmm. because we I've always had to mix and match to get the right color for the expansion so who's going to make the best of that um, and so everyone's on the race so right now I think uh, finally I've always mixed skincare into in my cosmetics it's always been my thing now I'm seeing more and more products doing that automatically so that to me is the next wave okay is makeup artist mm, not really I think I think it's more the someone who has a passion for something and really telling a, a real story and coming up with really innovative ingredients. Okay. And in closing, can you share some of your favorite products or products that you are excited about? Well, um, I'm well. We just interviewed Luvania. Yep. And I haven't been excited about a brand for a long, a while, because I'm, I'm really into, for skincare, that is just unbelievable. I'm really interested in that. Um, what I'm excited with cosmetics, uh, I don't know. I, don't I know. mean, because every time we turn around, there's like a new product that we got to try, I get, right? I get so tired. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't keep I know. You're like, wait a minute. They're doing this. They're doing that. Yeah. So uh, I, what am I excited about right now? Oof. I, For me, I I believe that I'm, I'm really into the Makeup Forever new foundation, actually. I think Makeup Forever isn't getting enough love mm -hmm. compared to other brands. Um, I think it's far more incredible than people Maybe it's just, it's really underrated. It's, well, I don't know if it's underrated. I think it's because it's so big that it's yeah. hard to understand. But if you can take your time to play with the brand, you're going to see how fantastic it is. Um, there's another brand that I'm in love with, but it's so expensive. Um, so it's not for everyone. But uh, every time I put this foundation on, yeah, and I hate the fact that it looks Ooh, good. Ooh, this is going to be a secret. Who is it's it? It's the Valmont. It's a Valmont skincare line from Switzerland. It's like the gold of gold you know super expensive their foundations are over a hundred dollars Woof. okay but this is a skincare in a bottle with color and okay the color range mm, it needs some work yeah but um but it's incredible like the technology of the foundation really does what it says and i'm everyone's like did you get botox when every time i put this foundation on, it's kind of <laughs> crazy and i'm like what and i'm like oh my gosh yeah and for me i have every foundation in my kit I throw that on really quickly, and my skin is really glowy. So that actually, you know what? I can attest to that because I've seen you wear it, and I'm it wearing looks, it today. And you're like, it your skin looks good. Yeah, and it looks beautiful. Well, thank you, Celeste, you're for um, introducing yourself. We're going to be hearing a lot more from you because you're going to be joining our podcast from now on, mm. and um, <laughs> our followers can continue to see you on our TikTok. We'll, we'll talk about other stuff. Yes, we Do you are. You guys want us to talk about weird skincare ingredients yeah like skincare taboos like and, taboos like yeah like you know bad stuff <laughs> not bad stuff like kind of nasty stuff yeah nasty stuff that uh, would shock you yeah that would shock your mother and your grandmother but um <laughs> until next time guys thanks for joining us here at naya unfiltered bye. bye thanks for listening guys see you next time and remember to follow us on tiktok and instagram at naya beauty app bye